fuck. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro. Oh, look at that. Oh, jeez. That jumped quick, didn't it? What up? I'm not in a good mood. I thought I had a bunch of liquor left, but I'm down to one Bud Light. It's going to be a hard podcast now. Ashley, bring me my Jack Daniels. I left at your place, please. I'm down to one beer. Get Al to bring me liquor. Oh, yeah. There we go. As always, can anybody, everybody hear me? Everything's good? Thumbs up. Everything good? Yep, 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 yep. All right. Neck crack in. What up, podcast fam? Welcome to episode six of the Behind the Bars podcast with Out the Woods, or as you're about to get to know him as Shane Nas. So let's get him in here. happening rocking out my cock out what about you same that's that's why the camera's right here that's, yeah <laughs> how's she going today brother she's going she's going she's got all the fluids changed in the bad boy pretty much and ready ready to go so let's uh you know how it works. You do all the editing for the podcast. So uh, let's start out with your name, brother, and uh, what you do for a living. Yeah, it's uh, Shane Noss, or Out the Woods, whatever you want to call me. Uh, I'm an estimator for drywall framing company, Titan Interiors in the city, and I ride my four-wheeler more than I, as much as I possibly can. <laughs> all right, so... Uh... When did you uh when did you actually get into ATVing? Cuz I know you had a bike before your uh 850 Outlander. But what was it before, like when did you actually get into it all? Yeah, like I mean when I was a teenager we had an old family had an old Kodiak 400 I'd burn around a little on but <clears throat> I wasn't into it into it till like right before the pandemic hit. I got a <coughs> Uh, 2015 500 Outlander XT. So that was my first bike. Yeah, I got that like a month before the pandemic hit. So that's that's what got me into it. And then once once everything shut down, then just me in the woods all the time on that uh, lovely little beauty. wasn't so, wasn't much. I mean, a little 500. I had it. I did get it tuned eventually, but I mean, a good little starter bike. Got me got me into it for sure. <laughs> So, 
like when did, like is that was that your first ever bike did you do it as a kid or yeah like i mean i wrote I, like in high school and junior high i rode a little bit like like i said we had an old kodiak i'd burn around a little bit on but i wasn't that into it like you know not like now anyway i was pretty pretty much a late bloomer as far as getting into it getting into it goes but i mean i had a i had a little experience with them back in the day but you know not like now no so switch switch went off like 2020 and now all about it (laughs) so who got you really into the whole instagram photo Mm. editing youtube like who was your inspiration to uh because it's not it's not very common in nova scotia to do what me and you do like the whole vlogging and like we look like freaks when we're out (laughs) in front of mcdonald's with our cameras like yeah talking to ourselves or talking to our phone so who was your uh inspiration to really get into it yeah it's hard enough getting someone to want to take a picture let alone vlog with them too but uh i'd say i mean i first started paying attention to like the youtube and all that with uh actually maritime or atv because at that when i first started shopping for a bike that's what i wanted was a grizzly um and i I was kind of into taking photos for Instagram, like outdoors, fishing stuff, and that kind of stuff at the time. Um, but then I'd say what really got me into the whole combination of the thing is probably toss-up between ATV and NOS ATV. Like, you know, those guys ripping and on YouTube, that's what really got me into it. And then I just kind of pull from everything. I, You know, as far as photo inspiration, Peter McKinnon's probably up there. Like, there's there's nobody better than that. And, you know, you take a combination of him, ATV, and those guys, and just kind of put all together and mix the two passions up. I would definitely, I would definitely have to say that my inspiration from Nova Scotia was 100% Matt. Hero ATV. I know yeah. he's been gone for a few months but he'll be he'll be back i promise he he'll needs be back to come back he bigger, needs to come back yeah he'll be back no, for, bigger than for, ever for sure man like when when i was first getting into the photos and the you know taking pictures on my machine and i'd see his go up it's, it, when i see his goes up i had to jump on mine and be like yeah i got i got to try and try and do something that compares to that like yeah that guy that guy knows what he's doing when it comes to the camera when it comes to editing yeah he's he's unmatched out here no question yeah, because didn't he start out on a Grizzly as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he had a, I don't know what size it was. It's blue, that's all I know. He was quad god back then, anyone's been paying attention for a while. He started out as quad god, and then uh, then he switched it up. Yeah, because when I, yeah, three, I think it was three, not even three years, like two and a half, two years ago is when I discovered him and actually started the whole Instagram, YouTube thing, and he had his renegade at that point. Yeah. And he was just starting to, like, build it to how he liked it and everything like that. So, yeah. But we already got questions coming in for you here, Shane. This one's from uh, Taylor Bonnet or Bonnet. Are you ever going to do clutching for your bike, Shane? <laughs> man, I get asked that a lot. I don't know, man. I'm, I don't really plan on going with any bigger tires. So, from that standpoint, I don't really see the need to. But, I don't know. It I run her, I run her stock, and I don't have any problems with it. It's I have all the fun on, and I think I need to have. I mean, once once I switched it up, maybe then that'd be a different story. But it's all I know right now, so I'm happy with it. But maybe someday, I think I think it tunes probably the next thing I'll do, and then take it from there. 
And if uh, anybody watching wants to get their bike tuned. Wheelies. Yeah, hit that's up, who did uh, hit up wheelies. When I got my when I got the little 500 tuned, that's where I went. And it, it woke that thing up, so I can't imagine what it would do to this. But just kind of oh, been putting it off. That was that was like the best thing I did to my 650 was. <laughs> well, I think it was because my friend just got it done to his 570, and it made a massive difference. Yeah. But not as much as if you had a CB tech clutch or another clutch because when you're running off that stock clutching, you're kind of maxed out for your RPM wise. I mean, he raises it to 9,000 like max. That's when it'll go bop, bop, bop and you'll bang off limiter. But yeah. our bikes don't make power until 8,000 RPM. And from factory, we're not, we don't run anywhere near that. So if you have a, if you get the flash and you have a secondary, or an aftermarket primary clutch, you can actually tune it so that you shift out at 8,000 and then you're constantly in what, I don't know, most people would know it as a power band or like a VTAC on a Civic, you know what I mean? Like the, just where your bike is the most efficient and will make the most power. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that stuff's probably coming. I've, I've been putting it off, but I, I'd say tune's probably the next thing I'm doing and I'll be hitting up wheelies for sure. No question about that. Hitting up Lee. Yeah, and the thing about uh, you now riding with uh, me, Blaze, and Dylan, you're gonna be a, uh, you're gonna be putting a lot more pi uh, parts towards your bike than you ever thought you would. <laughs> I know, I know. You guys are you guys are bad influences that way, but no, no, it's we're, all we're fun, a little man. contagious. It's all fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I think Dylan's probably getting the worst now because he's got that lobster money, so he can just. Uh, he oh, yeah. can just start throwing shit at his bike. That, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. Oh, yeah. What, what's coming for that is going to be good. Yeah, I can't wait. No, uh, yeah, he's got a lot of a lot of big things happening behind the scenes. and Yeah. I can't, uh, I can't say too, too much <laughs> about what yeah. he's doing. <laughs> yeah, but, I don't want uh, to give it away for him, but, yeah, it's going to be good. Yeah. And I don't want the dealer to find out. So. <laughs> <laughs> same, same, yeah. <laughs> so, well. We'll keep it on the hush hush. <laughs> that's that's a lot of the reason why I haven't done much to mine either. Is after that first little gearbox issue, I'm I want to you know make sure I don't do anything to void my warranty on my own in case some stuff like that happens again. Yeah, but I mean, who who do you get your warranty through again? Uh, Adventure Motors up in uh, New Glasgow. So do you think they would recognize you as? An influencer, because I know when I when I didn't have an Instagram or anything like that, the my dealer wouldn't cover me for shit when it came yeah. to warranty work. But then right. once I got a bigger following, yeah. they just blindfold their eyes when I go in and right cover yeah. what needs to be covered. Right, right. So yeah. maybe you could try try your luck at that. <laughs> yeah, the only one way to find out, I guess. I don't know. I know they follow me on here, but there's only one way to find out because the the only thing that really stops them is like for me they can't cover me if brp asks them to take a picture under my seat because i have an auto tuner under there and i have right. a power commander under there yeah. so that would that's game over right or coming on with with my nitrous bottles on my bike yeah. and they ask for a picture of the bike and they see my bike with nitrous on it they're like 
what? Why is that thing even there? <laughs> like, yeah, no, I'm not covering. Turn anything. a blind eye as long as they can, but yeah, if something comes up, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Yeah, when the big dogs start asking questions, it's kind of hard to hide. Yeah, anything. I can't see them willing to stick their necks out too much for a couple small fish like us. But yeah, I can see them turning their turning a blind eye while they can. But what about a your MBRP exhaust isn't void or warranty? Nope, that's the same as a Yoshi. It's only like a one horsepower increase, and you don't need a tune. So that's that's why I went with it. Just I was gonna get a Yoshi, but I wanted to just want to do something a little bit different than everybody else does. I mean, I love the sound of them, but I I don't even know anyone who's got an MBRP around here. So no, you're the first I, bike I I've uh, first bike I've seen with that on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I can't even I think. Adventures this way. I think Dawn has one, but other than that, I can't even picture anybody with one right offhand. But I, uh, I probably won't get make any friends with it. But to me, it sounds better than the RJWC Mud Edition. I like the sound better because that's what I had on my last one. I like the sound of the MBRP better. Just it's just a different tone, and on a long trip, it doesn't, you know, no headaches. Yeah, the, see, I, I do like your exhaust, and I do like Yoshi's, but my one problem with Yoshi's is since the dealer said that's the only pipe you can really run, yeah, then everybody has one now. Yeah, so, that's it, and that's why I went with this. Like, I researched and researched, try and find one that doesn't need a tune, and I made sure I messaged the dealer, and I got the screenshot that says, no, that won't void your warranty. <laughs> so I'm set. <laughs> Because when you hear a Yoshi coming down the road, you're like, oh, it's a Can-Am. Like, yeah. It's, it, well, yeah. Yeah. They all got them. Because I, I found I had a really hard time selling my RJs, even though I posted them for $1,100 brand new. Right. Or 1600 if you want to buy them from RJWC. Yeah. Every, everybody was like, oh, I talked to my dealer and I can't buy it. It's like. Or fuck, these dealers are getting stingy. It's an, it's an exhaust. It's a slip-on yeah. pipe, dude. Yeah, no, if you got a warranty that's Yoshi or MBRP, I think is pretty much your only only option to keep the warranty. You made an ex you made a bike with a rad relocate and snorkels, and you're worried about people putting a, <laughs> yeah, exactly. like a slip on yeah, all the thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll put the snorkel on for you and cover the warranty, but if you want it to sound like anything other than a sewing machine... They're on your own. <laughs> so, do you have any any uh, even if, like any plans coming up for your bike? Like anything that you have your eye on and you're right on the fence and you're like, uh, maybe, maybe not. Like, do you have anything that you really want to do to your bike? Like, or are you pretty much happy with it being the way it is and you're just gonna ride it out until something I mean, comes knocking? I mean, I'm pretty much happy with it. Cause I gotta be happy with it for the warranty reason. Like, I mean, I'd love to chuck some bigger tires on it, do some clutching, you know, tune it the, the full, full nine yards. But I think I'm just, I mean, I'm happy with it the way it is because of that reason. Um, but right now I'm trying to figure out like a decent trail tire setup. to be honest, uh, for winter. That's the kind of the next thing I'm doing right now. I'm trying to, trying to trade the cryptids actually for a set so if anybody watching wants them hit me up <laughs> yeah but aren't cryptids like good on the trail in the snow or are they they're not good, good on the snow. snow they're terrible on ice 
I assume they're a lot like the assassinators because as soon as it hits the ice, it's just gone. I had uh, I had um, Zillas on my last one, and man, they love the ice, no problem at all. As soon as I hit a little patch of ice with the with the cryptids, you're sideways. But I, mean, you, I, I guess it's just you... the amount of rubber that's on the trail at, at any given time. Probably it's just like walking on stilts on ice is all it is, right? Yeah, but aren't you allowed to go two inches bigger without voiding warranty? So your bike came with 30s on it, did it not? Yeah, they're 30s, but they measure 28. I can go 30s, yeah. yeah. No, you, oh, no, you I'm should... not worried about the warranty for that. I'm just trying to figure out. I'm just trying looking for the right trade for the tires. Oh, no, I'm, I mean, not worried, I'm not worried about warranty for that. Dilly's ITPs, I mean, if I was going for a oh. trail tire, I'd be. that's what I'd be getting, like a straight oh, up. man, no question. Those are sick. The uh, they are Versacross are they? I think two point oh or something. Three point oh, no, yeah, they're some Whatever type they of. They're, yeah, they're they work. I mean, they work as good as these in the mud. I think. <laughs> oh, it's unbelievable what yeah. they can do, and yeah. like the the trail driving ability that they have. They're like a they're like a fucking street tire, but yeah. I don't know. Every time I see them go through mud, and then trail drive with those ITPs, it's just mind blowing. Like, how is that even possible? How does that work? <laughs> oh, they do. Yeah, they do way more than you think they would. Like, it's unreal. Yeah. Yeah, they'd be the ideal all-around tire, I think. So we got another question here, bud. Uh, pros and cons that you see about your 850. Is there anything you really hate about it from factory or anything you really love about it? Uh, I wish it was a 1,000, <laughs> but I didn't want to get the long boy. So that that's you know I I wanted I wanted to go all the way and get the one thousand so I guess that would be a con, um, but I wanted the short frame I didn't want to have the the two up, I I still don't know why they don't make a short frame one thousand in the XMR the the XT come you can get it in an XT or at least you could I'm assuming you still can, but I guess that would be the only con, so everything else I guess is a pro. Um, yeah, just coming from the XT from before, like everything about it's beefier, like it's just tougher, and yeah, I love it. Yeah, no, no hardcore pros or cons. Just, just wish it was a one K. That's all. Did you ever think about getting a Renegade, or what? What made you decide Outlander over Renegade? Uh, just because I got a, I got a wife and a kid, and it's just easier to throw the seat on back. I don't like the look. I don't like the Renegades. If you put like the link rack on the back, like the the plastic link rack, I know you can fit them on the Renegade, but I, I just I wanted to trying to keep the balance of a family machine and a mud machine, basically. Yeah, trying so you're trying to have the, the best like, all around one I could go for. Yeah, you were just like me. I bought the Outlander because I had a wife, and yeah. I thought she was always going to come with me, and then. I kind of built my bike too much to where she doesn't want to come anymore. <laughs> so <laughs> now it's like, you yeah, might have just done it on purpose. <laughs> I wish, I wish I bought a Renegade. Like I, I really, yeah. like that's going to be not this coming summer, but the next, so 2020, 2024, I'm going to go get a 1000 XMR and I'll keep this hunk of shit for, uh, just like racing and, mod events and I'm just going to build it stupid. Beat the piss out of it. A yeah, little more. And it'd be nice to have a, when I break something, because I always break something, it'd be nice to have like a spare. 
yeah. <laughs> like something like, oh, oh man, this yeah. is broken, but I can jump on this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, Renegade, maybe someday in the future. I don't know. The little man's got his own little machine now, so he's not really on the back with me that much, but uh, we'll see. Maybe someday. All right, Shane, who's your favorite YouTuber? If you had to pick one YouTuber who's your absolute favorite to watch on a daily basis, who would you pick? Has it got to be ATV related? No, it doesn't have I to mean, be. I mean, it's close enough. Seaboys. Uh, I like watching them a lot, man. They're, I know they're quite a bit younger than me, but they're an, they're an entertaining group of guys. You know, cars, snowmobiles, dirt bikes, a few ATVs. Just, I don't know, all-around good channel. It's always entertaining. They're, uh, they're probably the most watched on my – if you check my history on there, I would say. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to go with Asta. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. As far as – yeah, he's, he's the GOAT when it comes to this pretty much. And then I, I don't hate me for it, but I, I like watching Braden Price's videos. <laughs> I used to. I used to watch him quite a bit. And I don't know. I don't know if I got tired of it. It was just a phase or not. But, yeah, I'm, some of them are pretty entertaining, I got to say. And he's got a good choice in four wheelers. He's got the same one as me. Uh, yeah, I, 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 can, I can respect that answer. I just like – I like watch it through more of a, a learning aspect, like to try to see, like, what what are, what are these kids really, like, see in this? Like, because he's like that – he's that YouTuber. If you think about ATVs and YouTubers in Canada or U.S., when it yeah. doesn't come to, like, Muskeg or stuff like that, you think yeah. Braden Price because he is the highest paid or most subscribed to ATV content guy. Yeah. Oh, and so, as far as like from a creator standpoint, like I mean, he's got it made. Like his his videos are not that complex. He just he goes out in the yard. He throws a GoPro on, goes around the yard, skims a pond he's got there a few times, and then he says, "Let's try these tires." Does it again, and then that's the video. And but I mean, they're good. They're entertaining. Like he's got a big following off it. Yeah, he's a he's got a good setup. I'm gonna I'm gonna get controversial here. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I don't want to toot my own horn, but <laughs> I believe if you put his his bike next to mine, and you didn't know who he was, and you didn't know who I was, so the, the these are just like two random guys with these bikes, and you ask people whose bike looks nicer, his bounty bike that he's building or mine, I think I'd get the vote. His yeah. is his has a built motor, obviously. I have a built motor, no, but then thing. other than, other than that, he's got nice tires and wheels. He has a purge. I have a purge. Yeah, it just sits taller. Yeah, I I haven't really been keeping up with him. I I when he first built that thing, he like blew it up the first day, if I remember right. And I yeah, I haven't, he, I haven't he actually seen fall. it since, to be honest with you, the built one. No, you should – yeah, because the first time he took the built one out, he blew it up. Yeah, I saw trying that. To, just holding the nitrous on the road. It's a it's a mud <laughs> bike. It's not meant to – you don't hold the nitrous when you're already up to speed. It's the yeah. – yeah, but yeah. – but what about uh, Instagram? Who's your favorite Instagrammer? Oh, man, I don't know. Uh, Photography-wise, I'd have to – like I said before, Peter McKinnon. 
um, from Ontario, uh, and this ATV. Fuck, man, I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, I'd be saying uh, just from a, a content point of view, like someone who, when they post, you're like, oh, hell yeah. Peter? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Photography wise, yeah. There's, he does, I don't, if you go through his account, I don't think he's got a post I haven't liked. <laughs> not, not, not to fanboy out. Um, but I mean, other than that, man, it, I mean, it's a long list. Like I just, I just enjoy opening the phone up and seeing, you know, riders and similar people just, you know, doing their best, like actually caring about the content that they put out instead of just snapping a pic and posting it with no caption and poor angle and, and all that. So I just, I just enjoy seeing the content. You know, I'd have to go with either it'd be a toss up between XM Army and BBS Off-Road. But don't tell him I said that. Oh, you seek it safe with me. I mean, Colin is a, or XM Army, uh, he, he doesn't post often. He's kind of like Matt. Like Matt, up until this point, he was like not even once a week. But when he did post, it yeah. was a banger and it blew up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, yeah. it was like very, like, very like picky choosy but when he made one he liked a reel or a photo it was just it blew up instagram it was like holy shit where's this guy been for the past week yeah they'll disappear for a week or two or more and then just pop up with a banger every time yeah i mean i try and do that but sometimes i get too antsy i just gotta post it right away just pick the worst possible time to post <laughs> just because i can't wait Dude, I can't, I can't figure it the fuck out. I, this algorithm thing is driving me nuts. Yeah, I don't know if they keep changing it or not, but they changed it not too long ago. And I had it figured out for, you know, the amount of followers I have. I had it figured out to the max, to use it to the maximum. And, yeah, it's it's done now. I don't know. It, they're, it's reel-driven more than anything. So if you're not posting reels, you're not, uh, you're not getting seen that much. Dude, I posted twice today to try to figure out where the algorithm sits right now. And like both of them, both of them flopped pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. God damn it. I yeah. can't win. Yeah, man. I don't know. I still like Monday mornings. Monday morning seems to be a good time for a picture. Don't take oh, much fun. Muddy Monday. Oh, hundred percent. But yeah, some, somehow you post it like fucking five in the morning when you wake up and she still blows. I, I try to wait till at least 8 a.m. or, Something no, like I mean, you gotta you gotta got get that at five a.m. while everyone's having their morning dump, sitting there having their coffee. You gotta yeah, have that there when everybody wakes up. That's four a.m. for Ontario, so I always think all of our <laughs> followers are pretty much Ontario. So I could try to post off their time. No, okay, no. So I, like, that's I just why about five five thirty a.m. here I find it's pretty decent. So that's why I do the podcast at six or seven p.m. our time. But at yeah. six p.m. their time. They're all done supper. They're probably sitting on the couch, relaxing before their Monday work day. So I feel like this is like the perfect time for that side of the following. And then for Nova Scotia, we are not going to bed for a bit unless you're me and try to go to bed 7 a.m. every night. <laughs> Getting old, man. Getting old. I'm telling you, after that crash I had, I was sore for four days, man. <laughs> I think I still feel it in my lower back. 
I've only been out with you twice, and you crashed both times. I don't know if I'm the bad luck charm or what. No, you are the bad luck. I haven't crashed my bike ever in my life, and then I go riding with you, <laughs> crash it. Go riding with you again, crash it. Yeah, we got to get out again soon. Got to go for a three-peat. Yeah, three-peat. It's going to be Dilly next time. I'm, I'm a hurting unit. Dilly yeah, has to take another drop. Tom last time. There was no Dilly drop. I'm disappointed. I'm trying to think. No, he did uh, – once was with his, with his ITPs, and once was with his assassinators. So he's one for one with those tires so far. You think he's had, he's had two Dilly drops, and I've had two Dilly drops. Who's, who's breaking the tie? Well, I started it, then he went, then I did it again, and then he went. So now he has to go. He's next. So, Dilly, if you're going to watch this, I think he's going to come Sunday. And I'm trying to get somebody else or the rest of the group to come up from uh, Halifax so they can pick you up. Okay. What's going on Sunday? Uh, I There's this group down here, or you know about them, Maritime ATV Gatherings. Okay, I've heard of them. So I always – I plan one local mud run every year on the side of the highway in Colebrook. Yeah. Just to get out with all the locals and – you know, so uh, I decided I didn't have time to do it this year. The mud run I did in Colebrook this year was just like Matt and that whole side, like from Halifax. I took them to the side of the highway for the first time. They loved it. So yeah. I'm thinking I have it posted now for Sunday coming up. So a week from today, we'll meet at 10 a.m. in Colebrook at the Fast Fuel. And then the side of the highway is literally – Hole after hole after hole after hole after hole all goddamn day long. It's close to Wendy's and gas stations and McDonald's and Tim Hortons. And then if somebody gets really stuck or breaks down bad, the highway is five feet from the mud holes. So right. you can easily get towed back or right. what have you. So, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to – I think Dilly's going to try to come. Right. And, and I'm going to try to get Blaze and James and Megan and all of them. So then at least somebody can bring you up on the trailer because I would pick you up, but. <laughs> yeah, you don't got to go out of your way this time. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's nice to just wake up and drive five minutes and I can go mudding. Usually I have to wake up two hours earlier, drive and pick you guys up, and then drive again to go to where we're going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm far enough out of the way, and then you're, uh, you're another hour on top of that. But no, yeah. I, don't think, I don't think James will be coming. I was just, just talking to him before this, and he's uh, – his diff's gone again, so. <laughs> keep no telling more, him you got to get a renegade. No, keep telling him no more Chinese diffs. Yeah, that's <laughs> what it is. I'm pretty sure he's, he's been using Chinese diffs. Yeah, it's all the wheelie king. Cheap. <clears throat> the wheelie king. So, Shane, if you had to switch bikes, you had the choice, and you wanted to switch bikes with one person, whoever you know, Whose bike would you trade with? Oh, I think I'd take Dylan's Renegade. See that that I get that a lot. It's just 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 being out with him there last time. Just how easy you can throw that thing around. It's like a freaking dirt bike with four wheels. Like, and I mean, I know he's skilled. He knows what he's doing, and not just anybody can do it. But you you don't see anyone really driving an Outlander that way. Yeah, because like, I don't I don't know. It's <laughs> it's something about your guys's. Your guys' throttle, like, I got on that, and I, I didn't even touch his throttle in sport mode, 
and there's a picture. I'm yeah, look it up. <laughs> and well, that electric throttle is touchy, man. They're, it's way different. Well, I've never You're... ridden one before. That was my first time ever driving a bike with it. And of course, it was a 1000 and Dilly's. And Dilly loves his bike more than anything in the world. So uh, I'm lucky he let me drive it. But I don't think he's going to let me drive it again. <laughs> no, and he told me I could, but he was on mine. He told me I could drive his, but I don't know. I don't, I don't, like, I don't really like driving other people's bikes to begin with. But as much as he fusses over it and loves that thing, there's no way I was going to hop on that. Just no way. If I scratched that thing, I'd feel some bad. And if I had to trade with anybody, it would either be uh, Fleeter or Mudden for Parts. Like... Uh, they don't look that big in person, but Fleeter's bike is makes mine look like a little Tonka toy. <laughs> Yours is big, man. Yeah, and it's his big. his is a ten eighty five, and oh yeah, it just I don't know, and, and it's got a nice wrap on it, and it's got awesome wheels on it and tires on it, and everything about it is just like yeah, perfect. So it, that'd be the one bike I think I would trade for, and then Brian's. Uh, Mudden for Pirates, the Hulk smash bike. That thing's oh, okay, just, okay. Yeah, that thing's just that. like the creme de la creme. Like he put so <laughs> much time into that thing, and it's just it's beautiful. Yeah, the thing looks sick. So Shane, what made you get into the whole uh, photography side of this? Like uh, <clears throat> a lot of people don't really. I mean, you taught me a lot when it comes to the photography and editing pictures and stuff so what really made you get into that side of it instead of just like jumping on a bike grabbing an iphone taking a picture posting it i mean that's basically what i do i mean i i honestly do use my iphone most of the time i'd say 90 percent of my pictures are iphone shots i will get out my camera every now and again but it's i don't know it's too much work on the trail like, everything's caked full of mud it's just so much easier especially nowadays as good as the iphones are you can you can dress them up pretty good in, in Lightroom afterwards. But uh, uh, I kind of always was into, like, the kind of the photography and video side of, like, extreme sports in a way. Even, like, growing up, all my friends, a lot of them were skateboarders and that. And I'd be I'd be the one with the little handy cam filming the videos and stuff. Like, I was just, just kind of always into it. I, I always, I don't know, uh, just trying to find the, the better angles and make everything make the cool stuff look cooler. I I love doing that. Oh, now uh now Brian joined. <laughs> he just joined the the podcast. I was just saying if I was going to trade my bike with anybody, it would be Fleeter or you. But what about the whole uh editing side because if uh most people don't know if you don't watch our YouTubes, but I actually had Shane take over all of my YouTube editing and took over all of my Spotify, like uploading to Spotify because I only have an iPhone and I really like Shane's editing. And if you haven't seen it, check out his page, check out my page last three videos, Shane, four videos you've done for me. Uh, three. Yeah. Three, I think. Yeah. The so th the, the last video and then two for Skag Cobra, I think. Yeah, so everybody go watch my fourth video and then go watch the third one and you'll see how it goes from slapping it together on an iPhone and iMovie to 
<laughs> actually looking like someone edited it. <laughs> I did not. I don't know. I did a little bit more, I guess. But yeah, I, I used to try and do it on a phone, like when I first started. And you, yeah, you can't. You gotta, you gotta have a computer. There's there's no way around it. Those those iPhone edits are tough. Yeah, and the whole uh, Spotify thing has been another uh, challenge trying to get yeah. the MP3 uploaded. And but yeah. I think we got you got to figure that out. Now. Now. I got yeah, I think we're back. I think on we're good. Are you screen recording now? Because I'm not. <laughs> no, no. We don't even have to do that. I'll get that sorted out. I found a way. I can just download it and just chuck it, convert it and chuck it right back up. <clears throat> hey, James, how's your diff, bud? <laughs> <laughs> oh. I take it you didn't go out with them today then. No man, that's my it's my weekend to work. I'm lucky I got, I made it here in time. That's why I was a couple minutes late. I, I like I'm a chicken farmer, so we have uh, we have like busy times in our period, like in our periods or flock placements. So I have 13 barns I manage and look after, but throughout their life cycle of 40 days, like sometimes I'll have four barns in, sometimes I'll have six barns in, sometimes I'll have ten. Sometimes I'll have 13. So right. I have all 13 in right now. So it's been 15-hour days all week. Busy time. Oh, yeah, but that's that's bike money. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's build money right there. Oh, James that's says little... in pieces. Yeah, the dips rode off in pieces. Was it, a, was it another Chinese one or was it a good one? You got to take those assassinators off. You got to go to Matt's house in the middle of the night, jack his bike up, throw his assassinators back on, take your terminators or intimidators and run. <laughs> Cuz he's never going to give them back. He he loves his bike too much with your tires on it. Oh, I I mean, yeah. I I don't think I'd ever go assassinators. I mean, they look good unless I don't know. I think they do too much damage myself. Why don't you take your bike deep? Because I'm usually alone. <laughs> Except recently, I don't know. Most of the time when I'm out, I'm out on my own. So that's why I don't take it too deep. But that's changing. That's changing. Yeah, now that he's riding with uh, that crew from 902, he's uh, his wheelies are getting a hell of a lot better. And he's going in a lot more shit. Yeah. It's just, it's all getting used. Like when you're when you're new, you're going to be hesitant and it's not saying that you're new but you're new with riding with people that like to play in mud yeah yeah so you're, you're, you're always going to be hesitant especially when you're the one fronting the bill when you fucking break something yeah and i man i hate breaking i hate breaking stuff you never you've never that, broke that's something the thing. like then it's it's laid up for week two weeks a month waiting for it to get it back and then there's my content gone it's like what am what am i gonna do so I, I pick and choose my spots for that reason. Or you can just be like me and break shit and then get even better content doing front flips. <laughs> I've done a couple front flips, but they haven't been on camera. <laughs> I had one hill climb throw me off and then some, some, ice, some ice down a hill throw me off. But uh, the GoPro was not on for either of them. I don't know if that's lucky or not. <laughs> I don't know, but we missed a lot of con. We both put our had our cameras in photo mode at the start of the last run, and we missed like half the run. Oh yeah, man! That first 
when we took off there between Blaze and, and Dylan, there was probably, I don't know, three kilometers worth of wheelies. Like, I don't think their front tires hit the pavement the whole time. And I was, I'm moving my head around like I'm filming them. And then we get to the first stop. I don't know, the card was corrupted or the battery was toast or whatever. But, yeah, I missed it all. Anyway, next time. Yeah, because when you told me I lost all those skimming videos because I had it in photo mode, I was so pissed because I've <laughs> yeah. never had my I never had my GoPro in photo mode. No. So like, why it, did I have my GoPro in photo mode? It never happens on purpose. It's it's the same. To change modes is the same as the power button. So if you don't hold it long enough to turn it off, it either switches to photo or time lapse. Yeah, I did a whole YouTube video in time lapse once. I was not happy. <laughs> So what's the scariest thing that has ever happened to you on your bike? Oh, definitely getting definitely getting booted off on a hill climb. Like it was my first run on the 850 well, this winter or late spring, I guess it would have been. And there's like a trail on the side of the highway and you had to you had to gun it up this hill. There's no there's no slow. You had to gun it. And uh yeah, it was all washed out. So the, there's rocks and I'm maneuvering them around. And I was used to that soft suspension of the XT. So when I hit that thing, I was not ready for it. And it just threw me. I land flat on my back, took the wind right out of me, but I had to jump up as quick as I can, just grab that handbrake before I lost the, lost the bike that I just bought. <laughs> I'd have to say that's probably scariest. I thought I just lost her. I don't think it would have survived that hill if it went, went back down. And I think but, my scary, my scariest was that last run we just did. Yeah, because I I had my shield up, and as soon as I hit the water, and I hit the mud, I lost all vision. So when I went over the bars, I was expecting my bike to keep going because I I had so much speed, and I thought it was going to run over me. And that is yeah. my worst fear is having my bike land on top of me. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm I'm telling you, guys wouldn't have been able to get that off me. No, because no. it was it was soupy. Like you couldn't stand on top of it without sinking, anyways. Right. So trying to pick up my bike off me. Oh, you could just might as well just put my tombstone right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The only other time I came off is kind of the same thing. The bike was coming at me. I we were I was sliding down a hill, and you know breaks and ice and hills. It don't mean nothing. Anyway, I caught a rut or a rock or something that threw me off. And I look up, and the bike is on its side, just sliding at me down the hill. But I'm there trying to do the cartoon run to try and get, up, get out of the way of it. It was just coming, but luckily it got stopped. But, yeah, back to back to yours. When you first went over, once the water and the mud all settled and I could see, you weren't moving. Like, I don't know. I didn't know how soft that landing was. I didn't know what you landed on. But you can hear me shouting in the video, he ain't moving. He ain't moving. Like, you were, I don't know if you were in shock or what, but you were just perfectly still laying there. I'm like, oh, crap. He's done. <laughs> well, I wasn't, I wasn't moving because I, I couldn't move. I landed so yeah, hard you, in the sky. You were just buried. I was like a turtle on my back. I, I tried. <laughs> And then yeah. I, I was just suctioned in the skag, and I couldn't yeah. move. Oh, man, it was it was like chest deep there in a couple spots. And then yeah. once the water started running down my fin trail jacket, I was like, whoo. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that wakes you up. <laughs> so what, is your, uh, what has been your favorite bike trip to date? Like your all-time favorite best day on your ATV trip? Oh, that one. Last weekend. No question, yeah. man. The Cape no. Breton one? 
Yeah, no question. Yeah, I haven't. I that's the furthest away from home I've been on a bike. So it was like it just felt, you know, it felt different. Like the terrain just even felt different. Like the mud was, I don't know, less rocky. It's just all new. Like, it seems like no matter where you go around here, you've either walked by it, driven by it, or whatever, right? Like you know, we go go to the Mersey or go go anywhere. It's 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 our home around here. We've seen it all. So it's just, it was just nice to get out to a spot I've never been before. And then to be out there with you guys too, just the way you guys send it, like, man, it was, it was a hell of a trip. I, yeah, I, I definitely put that up there. So, uh, Miss Pink Can-Am, uh, Cape Breton was about, I think it was six, six hours from me and four and a half from Shane and Dylan. Yeah. It took us that long, but it's like a two and a half hour drive. Three three hours I think from my place, three three Is three. I think it's three three and a half. But by the time we'd stop, load up another bike, and then get going, and then stop, and load up another bike, and get going, it was. So I guess it, yeah, five five hours for me. Yeah, I'm an hour and a half from you. Yeah, yeah, you were you were an hour and a half deep before you got to me. Yeah, I think it's like three and a bit from my house, if I remember right. Three and a half, something like that. But, Maybe I'm way off my memory. Shit, I don't know. But. Something like that. <laughs> it was three and a half from uh, Enfield when we left. Oh, yeah, I'm way off then because that's yeah. some an hour from there, basically, hour and a bit, hour and a half. Yeah. And I wasn't I wasn't looking forward to that trip all that much at first because last time I was in Cape Breton, it was uh, Shetty Camp, and it was a big all weekend long bike trip, and the trails were rocky as all hell. And every nut on your bike came yeah. loose, and there was no mud. But when we got there and actually seen the type of terrain, it was like – it was weird. It's like we weren't even in Cape Breton. <laughs> yeah. From my, yeah, like from we my barely... experience, yeah. Yeah, no, what we, what we did last weekend wasn't what I was expecting. I was kind of thinking what you said, like Rocky and, you know, a lot of hard-packed trails. But, no, man, this was, this was perfect. Good well, combo I mean, it was, mud it was, and everything uh, else, and, and even like. No, you go ahead, Shane. What's that? No, man, I'm good. It's all you. Uh, it was rocky enough though to knock my O2 sensor loose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that happened. <laughs> that come loose the other night, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. I had to get to I had to get towed home. Thirty minutes. I was like three hours into this ride up the mountain and then I got going again and now it fell out again. So now my O2 sensor, the threads on it are stripped. So now I can't even get it back in. It won't even start. And I red Loctited it before I went on that run thinking that that would maybe help, so, but no. So now I got to battle on the O2 sensor. Yeah, something's rattling oh, yeah. out there. I'm losing too many you, stock parts on your bike. That's what's that? I said I'm losing you. No, you're like you're glitching.
Yeah, uh, James, that's what I'm going to do for uh, when the mod shop one comes in at the end of this month. Because I don't want to tack weld it into my stock header because the RJs are already sold. And it's already I, – I can take the auto-tuner off at this point. I mean, I got it down to uh, 2% changes, and it's been like that for a while. So it's already dialed in for that exhaust. So I can just – take off the O2, I mean, the, the O2 sensors and auto-tuner now and just use those little plugs and thread it into the header, and then I'm right. good. I'm good forever. So then when the mod shop pipe comes in, I'll just take the O2 sensor, put it in, weld it in, and I'll leave it on there because I don't plan on ever leaving from that exhaust system. That'll be the last one, you think? Uh, I hope so. I mean, what's left after that, I guess? Like, you've had... So you had your stock one, then you had the Empires, now you got the RJWC, and now then, then you get the mod shop. So that's you hit pretty much all of them. Actually, it was it was stock, Yoshi, HMF, Megaphone. Okay, I missed a couple. <laughs> dual stacked Empire, stock again, and then RJWC duels, and then mod shop. So I've had everything except for the MBR, MBRP and the SLG and NPP super, super Nasty. Okay. I've had pretty much every exhaust, but I feel like if I'm running a mod shop motor, I should probably run their full exhaust system. I mean, yeah. Get the I mean, best no bang for your buck. So. Yeah, you would think if you got the full system, it would, you know, work the best. Oh, I forget what else I was going to ask you. Set. You have any advice for anybody getting into uh, YouTube, like starting out? Any advice to maybe help a new guy grow his channel or – I mean, I know you're still growing and I'm still growing, but yeah, you're, growing at a, you're growing at a pretty good pace. Yeah. So, yeah consistency i mean from what i'm researching what i'm doing it consistency is the big one like whether it's twice a week every week twice a month just try and make sure that the little following you start out with knows when to find you like if you put up videos on a tuesday two weeks in a row then that's you know go with that try not to be too scattered around like don't do a tuesday and then the next thursday and then the next monday and then you just get lost in the shuffle but at least once once people tune in and they see you two three weeks straight on that same day or if it's twice a month or you know whatever it is consistency and the other big one to me is just do it like just start it like i put off starting it for way too long i kept saying oh, i'm gonna wait till i got a better camera I'll I'll do this. I'm gonna wait till I you know get that on my bike and then I'll do it. And just just start doing it. Just just get on there and someone will relate to you somehow and it'll it'll grow from there. Like I started out with mine just a little 500 and people get on there commenting. You know they got the same thing and you know I'm not into builds but I like watching your videos or you know you, there's always someone that's gonna relate to it. So if you want to start anything like that, man, the advice just do it. Just start it and see how it goes. Get out of your own head. And be patient. Oh, yeah. That's, that's you the other thing. You have to it's be patient. It's easy to get dis disgruntled. Like, <clears throat> I mean, just 
I'm sure ain't, you know, anybody putting out good content's the same, but you, you know, you go riding for a full day. Like you take our trip there last weekend, for example, is a 14 hour day or more. Then you get home and you spend like six hours editing, get your thumbnails, do all the stuff, upload it. And like 300 people watch it. It's just like, it's easy to get discouraged, but you got to look at the grand scheme of things and you just gotta, you gotta grind it out. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't happen overnight. The odds of you creating some banger video or short that is going to get you millions and millions of views and somehow get you hundreds of thousands of followers from one video is very slim on YouTube. Yeah. And you can't TikTok a hundred percent TikTok. It'll happen. It, it, it happened to me. It can happen to fucking anybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And those can't be the things you're focusing on either. You got to try and keep it genuine. I mean, in the back of your mind, obviously you want subscribers, you want views, but you got to, you got to do it cause you love it first and it'll come. That's what I'm hoping for anyway. Well, you just got to look at the big YouTubers. I mean, they didn't, they didn't just, it didn't happen for them overnight. I mean, if you look at Braden Price and Austin Cruiser, it was like 10 years, pretty much or more before they got that massive, massive following and they were yeah. consistent that whole time. Right. That's the big thing. Stay consistent. And review videos and install videos and videos like that where Basic. we talked about this we talked about this uh in private but that's that's you're that's going to get you a returning like new viewers every day or if you make a mud video it's good for like a one-time use type of thing yeah yeah saying that you, you nailed it man like like a video like last weekend or anything i do it's good for a week and then it's pretty much done but my top video is still me putting my exhaust on my install video for that is still my top view and like I, on a given week that one will get more views than a new video sometimes like yeah install videos as much as they're a base hit they're a good kind of anchor to have for for that kind of stuff they're i don't want to call them easy because you still got to put the effort into it you still got to make it entertaining so that people click yours and want to watch it but they're you know they're they're a good anchor to have yeah, and it's just like there's always going to be people looking to buy an exhaust. So they're always going to go on YouTube and see how it sounds and YouTube to see how to install it and YouTube to look oh, at new tires they're looking at. I mean, I'm always – if I'm looking at a part, I always go to YouTube first and see what the reviews on it or what people think of it. And So, yeah, those videos, they're always going to bring you in views. Yeah. No, 100%. Man, that's where I learned how to do everything YouTube. YouTube and – Google. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. See what else I got here. I think I got another question from somebody. If you had to, if you couldn't get a K&M, what's the other bike you would get? And that's tough, cause I don't I don't think I'll ever. As much as I curse this thing sometimes, I don't think I'd ever go away from K and M. Once you, once you got one, man, there's no going back. But I mean, an old Honda is pretty reliable, and same as like a a Kodiak, they're a good workhorse. But it's not the same kind of machine. Like it's just, it's just not the same at all. So I don't know. I, it'd be fun to build out a Honda, put one of them big giant snorkels on it or something. Just something you can't kill. 
and an <laughs> old Honda, not a new oh, yeah. the electronic throttle the old or the electronic shifter. Yeah, the yeah. the old Honda that you can put water in the gas tank and have it run. <laughs> yeah, somehow it's good for them. <laughs> but I'd be yeah. going. I'd be going brute force. Really? Uh, two of my best friends had brute forces, twenty twenties, and the amount of power that a brute force has a 750 the torque they are wheelie machines in the way that they sound they sound like they have a turbo on them when you come onto it yeah i mean they're they're pretty nuts from factory like yeah i'm shallow though i can't stand the look of those things they're the ugliest bike in the world <laughs> oh yeah but you can you can do some <laughs> modifications on it i mean sorry not anybody's every... got one um that's just my opinion i mean yeah but yeah i they do really good you're right about that i don't know if it's the way they're geared or not but they're yeah they're good good for wheelies so while i have a little bit of an audience on here i just want to take this time <coughs> sorry <coughs> contagious so uh you guys all see this beautiful handlebar stash that uh, I grew. Uh, anybody uh, wants to donate to uh, Movember and spread awareness about men's mental health, suicide awareness, prostate cancer, the link is in my Instagram bio. Uh, I currently raised around $630 in the first 13 days, and my goal is 2K, and I, I know I'll hit that goal. But uh, if anybody wants to donate, just feel free. Links in bio. Hit it up. And then uh, if you donate, uh, if someone donates $100 right now, I'll go to Shane's house and chop off his beard and give him a porn stash. I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> so let me donate 100 bucks right now, and I'll, I'll go get the razor, and I'll do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> My wife would kill me, man. <laughs> I already tried to. I already tried to get the stash. I didn't. I couldn't get approval. Oh, that's why you just go to the barber, and then come home, and then what's the wife gonna do? Leave you? Yeah. <laughs> I'd be sleeping outside. <laughs> I've said this before, but it's it's very. I went with the handlebars because it's hard to make fun of a handlebar mustache. Yeah. I mean, what, what's someone going to say? Nice handlebar mustache, man. You look like an idiot. And I'm just going to say, I'm sorry, man. I didn't want to get it. But your wife kept falling off and she needed something to grab onto. <laughs> there you there's, go. Al there's always comebacks to the handlebar stash. Nobody can make fun of it. There you go. I'll, I'll just roast you right back. And... Yeah, just chirp them back. <laughs> no, I'd look like Freddie Mercury, I think, with a mustache. So I better keep the beard. Yeah, you look like you use a lot of touch of gray, but that's just your... That's no, I need. Old. I should probably, but no. I'm just gonna go white. Just go full Santa. Make, <laughs> Christmas is Christmas is coming. Yeah, I'm gonna get the seniors discount early. Save money on parts. <laughs> so, uh, Shane, is there anybody? We're gonna we're gonna wrap this up. Uh, is there anybody that you want to? What is that? Thirty-seven what? seconds remaining. Thirty-five seconds remaining. You get a time limit set. I hope not. Anybody you want to shout out, Shane? <laughs> if, it cut, if it cuts off, we'll come back and do the outro and everything. But I, I don't even know how to set a time limit. But it, it must be the hour mark? How do you change that? I don't know. 
One sec. Let me come on here quick and see if I can't. All right, we're going to see what happens here. No way that ends after an hour. Four, three, two, one. What are the odds of that? I didn't even know you could set a time limit for a podcast. I was like, why is this thing counting down? And then it just booted us off at the hour mark. <clears throat> so I guess we'll wait for you all. Uh... I appreciate that. <laughs> Alright, where is Mr. Out the Woods? Because if not, I'll have to do it without him. Oh. Boom. Yeah, so I guess that was a timer. I don't know. I don't know what happened there. I didn't even think you could could set a timer. (laughs) I've never had a timer. Yeah, that's a new one. That's a new one. Yes, we what, know now. What's what HP do you make? I don't know yet. I've never had my bike dyno out once my board throttle body gets in and my mod shop full exhaust and the nitrous is hooked up. I'm gonna take it. Lee found me someone that dynos ATVs. So I'm gonna wait till all that's tuned in. So I'm thinking October, November, December. Before the new year, I should have my bike dynoed, and I'll know what it makes for horsepower. I'm hoping around 98 for the wheels. We'll see. Who knows? But does anybody have questions for Shane before we wrap this up? Because I gotta, I gotta go inside and watch. Uh, Adventures This Way is new YouTube video. I've been too busy all weekend, and I've been seeing it on my subscriptions page and haven't got around to it yet. Same. That mud looks <coughs> nasty, though. I'm definitely watching that. <laughs> no, that's what I'll be doing as soon as I go in. I'm going to eat supper, sit on the couch, put on some, some Adventures This Way, and just relax before I go to sleep. Yeah. Oh, uh, Miss Pink Can-Am, I started riding when I was 23, and Shane started riding when he was. Uh, how old was I, man? Like, it was only like three years ago. I guess 30. Was it three years ago? Yeah, like 32, 33. I, I ain't been at it long. I mean, I guess kind of 14, but then I took like a 15-year break. <laughs> Something like that. And uh, MXC Cole, I said it would either be Mudden for Parts or Fleet or Mike if I had to trade a bike with anybody. And uh, Shane, who did you say? Oh, Diesel Dilly all day. That Renegade, oh, man. That little and Diesel man. Dilly. Man. Yeah. When he brought that thing to Ontario, more people were looking at his bike than mine. <laughs> it's just there's no other color scheme like Like there's no other bike at 
Lingham with that type of color scheme or with an XXC like that. It was just – and it's, it's so clean. It's cleaner than when it left the factory. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and the amount of time I spend on this app is kind of sickening, and I have yet to see one that looks like it. I don't know why. Whoever speaking, owns it, whoever owns speaking, it must hide. I don't know. But. Speaking of the devil, he just joined. It's Diesel oh, yeah. fucking Dilly. <laughs> Diesel, uh, Shane just said if he had to trade his bike with anybody in the ATV community, it would be yours and your uh, XXC. Bring her by, bud. We'll trade. And uh, I'll let you answer that question first, Shane. What's how do you guys how do you guys get sponsors? How do we get sponsors? Well, just <coughs> I mean mine mostly come from the photos I take. I mean, you just <clears throat> I don't send it as hard as I probably don't send it as hard as half the people on this app or on YouTube, but I send it to the best of my capabilities and just consistent quality content. Care about what you do. Tag companies. I mean, don't over tag them and annoy them, but tag them in fitting stuff and, you know, either be patient or, I mean, reach out. I mean, every company's on social media. Just, you know, start a conversation, see how it goes. Worst case scenario, they say no, or maybe when you get bigger and you go from there. It, you just got to get used to the rejection, I guess. And, you know, two out of the 10 people I tried worked for, so. <laughs> There's a good comment for you right there, Shane. I don't know if you're seeing it. What's that? Adventures this way. Out the woods. Video collab question mark. Oh, man. Let's go. Let's do it, Don. Let's do it. You... No, that Make would be your way a... down here. We'll all go up. I know some of them have been thinking about planning a Nova Scotia trip for a while, and I told them, just let us know, and we'll treat them like, like – kings oh yeah man come on down whatever you want mud trail water we'll take you there and it's beautiful scenery in nova scotia especially down in the valley uh, i don't want to <laughs> you haven't been down here wheeling yet shane i'm telling you I the, scen the scenery valley, but, you know. the scenery down here is absolutely incredible especially the look off down in the valley it's it's yeah. incredible oh i've been down there enough just never on my bike Don, if you get the uh, South to Six crew down here or just yourself, all you got to do is bring yourself and your bikes and beer, and we'll supply the rest. We'll take care of everything. Yeah. Come on down. We'll do, we'll do a video for sure. It'll be awesome. And back to the sponsors, I found you have to, you have to separate yourself somehow from the crowd. Yeah. Like, in your – with you, you take amazing pictures, so that is what separates you from most people who just take a snapshot, post it. Yeah, yeah. Like there's, a lot of, pictures, there's a lot yeah. of tan Outlanders out there, and there's a lot of a lot that are more built than mine. So it's it's just yeah, you gotta you gotta pay you gotta care about what you're putting out there because that's the way they look at it. Like they have to have a quality image that they can share that showcases you and their stuff, basically. Yeah, and like I, the only way that I I just built, I just keep building my bike. Yeah, that that's the only like that, and I'm an idiot. 
I do I do stupid stuff on it, and I I'm very uh, I don't know I'm very myself. I, I that's a big thing too. You gotta be you gotta be genuine about it. It's hard to yeah, look for sponsors and not look like you're looking for sponsors. Like that can't be why you're doing it because that'll be obvious too. Oh yeah, you don't want to be a a clout chaser. Yeah, or sorry. By any means. And don't buy followers or anything like that. Like that's that's played out. Yeah, don't get me started on that. And don't steal people's pictures and post them and not tag them. Yeah. Oh, that drives me nuts. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of those accounts that are good. Like they share your picture, tag in all that, but then there's the ones that just post it. And they'll put like credit unknown or just put nothing. It's like you know, you know where you got the picture from. Oh, and everybody that's in here, go to Extreme Belarus's page. Look at every one of the pictures he posts. He posts pretty much everybody in these comment sections right now. He doesn't tag anybody. He stole my pictures. I posted. I posted a couple pictures today on uh, ATV's uh, Facebook page, just showing my new tires and rims. And I was saving those pictures for Instagram for like I edited them today. And then someone tagged me, and he stole all three of my pictures and didn't tag me. I messaged him. He won't remove them. He won't tag me. So, and if you go look, he has XM Army, ATV, NOS ATVs, Deep and Dirty Valley Boys. He's I, using – and he has 9,000 followers. So, he's stealing everybody's pictures. I've seen the post them. that. I think oh, he did I'm go so back pissed. and tag a few, but, it, yeah, it's only because you're kicking up a stink about it, like. Oh yeah, he because I went. Done, he should be doing that from the beginning. I went through sharing's one thing, but just tag people. How hard is that? I went through every one of his pictures, and anybody I recognized, I added them. Yeah, because I was so pissed. Yeah, like that. Don't steal from people. Just like, I don't care if you want to use my bike on your page. If anybody wants to post my bike, just tag me. I don't. I don't care. It's a bike. But if you're gonna do it for followers and then not tag me. And then be a dick about it when I ask you to tag me nicely. Fuck you. And that's that's being real. Don't be a clout chasing <laughs> piece of shit. Yeah, exactly. And like we talked about this on the podcast with Don. Don doesn't have that many sponsors, but that's because he doesn't. He only picks ones that work with him. Yeah. Like something that that he actually likes and he actually enjoys and some like a company that he actually wants to work with. He's not just going to jump at the first company that goes to him. Like yeah. he was talking about a light bar. Someone offered him a light bar and sponsoring him with a light bar. And he was like, I don't, I don't want a light bar. Like, thanks right. for the opportunity, but I don't need a light bar. So I'm, I'm going <coughs> to, I'm going to say no for now. <clears throat> yeah, and that's that's what happened to me with one of my sponsors too. Like they, they, it actually they reached out to me three times with different offers before I finally agreed. Like it's gotta it's gotta suit you properly, otherwise it it'll it'll either look forced or one of you is wasting your time and money, and it's not worth it to anybody in the end. So yeah, if it, it just don't you can't jump at everything. And like I told a lot of people, don't be up on your high horse, like. There's so many people out there that turn down little sponsors or unknown sponsors. Because, like, oh, I have more followers than this this guy who wants to sponsor me. Why the hell would I 
ever work with you. They just want the big companies to bring them up to the top and then they don't have to do any work. But I'm telling right. you right now, the best sponsors that I have are Wheelies Power Sports and Backcountry Power Sports. I mean, the amount of work that Lee has done on my bike or short notice things or, or helping me out of a bind and he stayed up for eight hours till 3 a.m. installing a wrap for free for me. And Backcountry bought us all supper, showed us an amazing day, got us a bunch of goodies. And it's the tiny sponsors that are going to appreciate you 1,000 times more than a big company. So don't be a dick and be like, oh, you're a little tiny company. Why would I want to work with you? How about you bring that little tiny company up and you work together to reach the top? Don't just expect some big company to throw down a ladder and say, here, son, climb on up here. No, it's not how yeah. it works. No, I'd, I'd rather, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd rather work with a smaller company with, with certain things because they're, they're, you know, hungry for it and they're, they're doing it for the right reasons too instead of just, you know, picking and choosing an influencer to sell their products. Like, you know, that's, that's what a lot of the bigger companies are, are just trying to do. So, yeah, you got to uh, – you gotta you gotta find the right fit, and sometimes you just gotta say no. And like you said, the little guys sometimes that's the way to go. And who do you think's gonna care about you more? Someone who has a couple hundred followers, right. and only one or two sponsored riders, or someone that has over sixty thousand followers but has over a thousand sponsored riders? Who who do you think's gonna help you out more and actually appreciate you more and be more one on one helping you? You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. But I mean, what if there's it? any big dogs, I mean, I'll hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I knew you were going to say some I'm shit like that. Say, I'll talk to you. I'll entertain it. <laughs> <laughs> Shane will suck your dick for a good Ooh. sponsorship. <laughs> Whip it oh, out and bring man. me to the top, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> You gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> oh, oh shit! Well, on that note, Shane, is there, is there anybody that you want to shout out tonight? Uh, I mean, I'm shout out the boys, the crew from the 902. Everybody, go follow that page. Follow me, Cody 902 Green Monster, Red Devil Blaze, and Diesel Dilly, uh, Diesel Dilly 1000 R. And, uh, of course, shout-out to my sponsors, uh, FinTrail. You can't see that, but it's everywhere. And Kemi Moto back there. Shout-out to those guys. So, they're, yeah, they're my they're my first and first big sponsors, and I'm uh, pretty pumped on those. So, yeah, shout-out to those guys. And I'll just give a big shout-out to uh, Wheelies Power Sports. Massive shout-out to Movember for doing what they do and helping men's mental health and all that. Uh, and massive shout out to the handlebar mustache for uh, keeping the wife stable up there. Uh, what else do I want to shout out here? And uh, uh, finally, uh, if anybody is looking for anything RJWC, I finally have a discount code through Backcountry Power Sports. I believe it is. Oh my! I was just on the phone with him talking about it. Monster Ten. Yeah, so if you hit up Backcountry Power Sports and you want something RJWC, save 10% off through him, and he covers the duties, Monster 10, 
There you go. And I'll talk to you after this, Shane, in private. My discount codes are in my highlights. Don't, don't worry about what you <laughs> just said. Go to my page. Go click on highlights. There's Kemi Moto, the spin trail. Save yourself some money. Yeah, it's in my highlights on my page. All the, all the work, links are there. The discount code's there. I did all the hard work for you. You just got to find something you like. <laughs> Who invited this fucker on the podcast? <laughs> I need to talk to my manager. <laughs> oh, man. All right, everyone. Well, that has been episode six of the Behind the Bars podcast with Out the Woods, or as you all now know him as Shane Nas. Thank you very much, Shane, for coming on with me tonight. And have fun editing it and putting it on Spotify and YouTube, brother. (laughs) All right. Thanks for having me on, man. Have a good one. (laughs) You too. We'll be talking.